If you are great, keep going and set another benchmark. And if you're not, it allows us an opportunity to do something we call course correcting. And course correcting isn't good. It's not bad. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's an opportunity to put it on the table. Are you ready to transform your life? This is a no-nonsense show helping immigrants like you create generational wealth, even while working full-time. Get ready to take notes. Here's your host, Socket Jane. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have a repeat guest here, which is not going to be a downer. It's actually one of my favorite person, Coach Trevor McGregor, Coach T. He is the episode number one. If you haven't listened to him already, make sure you tune into that show. His background's amazing. I'm not going to spend a lot of time going over his background, except that he's an awesome person through an inside and outside. And he is one of my favorite persons. When I'm stuck making a decision, he is my go-to person. Trevor, how are you? Oh, suck it. That's too kind. I'm fabulous, my brother. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just coming back from UPW. Tony Robbins, the man, the myth, the legend, man. Amazing event. Yes. Yeah. UPW or Unleash the Power Within is obviously one of Tony's you know, signature events. I've been to it multiple times. And I'll tell you, whether it's just the energy or the passion, the people you meet are walking on hot coals. It's a phenomenal opportunity for anyone who wants to really you know, create a metaphor for who they are, what they want, why they want it, and start right. that path of going down and achieving it. What do you think? And how was it for you? It was amazing. Tons of breakthroughs, nothing earth shattering. And you know, you and I have talked at length about some of my limiting beliefs. So most of those limiting beliefs got confirmed into the process. They were not out of the world. But I think what I really liked about his approach is associate physical pain with your limiting belief. Instead of, I had always associated reward that what am I going to get if I change my belief? But what I yeah. forgot about, and I was a chain smoker. I think you and I talked about it. I was a chain smoker before. One day I came back from a meditation retreat. I started smoking and I started puking. Since then, mm. I have never picked a cigarette. So that episode, that whole framework of how I quit cigarette, it was not intentional for me. My body just rejected it and the pain was so bad. The taste was so bad that I never picked it up. I went cold turkey, right? And since then, it's been 20 years now. Uh, I've not. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. It's actually that framework. I was reminded of that experience to make sure that if there's a way to associate the loss or the pain with a negative belief, especially if you really think it's a negative belief, it may be easier to overcome that than fighting intellectually. Bringing in physical That's pain made the transition easier. Yeah, that's so Good. And again, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. If it's in your career, your finances, your health, your relationships, you know, anything that you want to improve where you address it and there's a framework to help you, you know, move into it. I mean, Tony right. Robbins has been doing his fine work on this planet for 40 years. And as a high performance coach myself and a real estate investor, I had a chance to work with and for Tony for half a decade as one of his top coaches. So, Talk about frameworks and really being able to use these tools to help people go further faster. That's what I'm about. And I know that's what you're about. So let's dive yeah. in and congrats on let's a, do it. a great no, thank time. Thank you. Thank you, Trevor. You were instrumental in making me go there. So thank you again for, for pushing me. So, you know, what I thought Trevor will open is the show will be released on December 1st. Uh, we're recording it a few weeks in advance. So I wanted to thought was, you know what, we should start December as a reflection month which is how this year has been, how the life has been. There's going to be a lot of successes, a lot of challenges that people may have faced. 
So I thought I'll bring you on again to kind of, you're, you're the man of frameworks. I know that, right? Kind of help people understand the importance of reflection. Why is it important? Because most of us live our life without looking back on what has happened because looking back can be scary and because it may unsurface a lot of crap inside our own head, inside our own body, which we may not like, right? So, you know, why ask the question, the answer for what you'll hate? So just kind of ignore that reflection process. But it doesn't have to be that painful. I thought I'll bring you on to kind of help our audience understand, you know what, reflection is not bad. And let's pass through that, some comments on that. I want to leave the audience with a framework towards the end where they could take the use, the use of 31 days in December, not every day, they have to reflect, but they could take that as a pause to see where the life has been. Do they like it? Do they want to change it? And if they want to change it, we will bring you back in January. You're coming back to kind of help them navigate how to plan for the next year. Right? So I think that's kind of like what the, setting the stage for you, Trevor. Does that make sense? Well, it does. And I, I'm going to do a hybrid of both because I think they go together. So I'm all about reflection. I'm all about frameworks. I'm all about goal setting and goal achievement. Doesn't matter if you're a real estate investor, a business professional, a homemaker, you know what, we are all people that are either moving towards something or moving away from something. And mm -hmm. it's really, you know, this part of the conversation that we can dive into because folks, it's really around this time of year that I think it's imperative that we stop and we, you know, take stock of where we've been, where we're at and where we're going. So if I start by giving us the understanding that, you know, there's really three frames of reference that we all have, we've got past references, mm -hmm right? Things that have happened in the past. We've got things going on today in the present. And then we've got something that we will actually forecast called the future. So I'm a big believer that in November and December of every year, I do it personally. I do it with all of my high performing clients, my real estate investors, my fortune 500 executives, everybody where we stop and we take what's called a personal and professional inventory. You know, what has this year been like for us? I mean, if you think about it, we're recording this in 2022 we're coming off the back of a pandemic, right? We've got a little bit of, you know, political instability. We've got rising interest rates. We got a lot of stuff going on, but there's a great quote from Jim Rohn. And I think we might've talked about this before mm. where he says that it's not the winds that blow on you that will determine where you end up. It's the set of your sail, we did. right? Yeah. We got a lot of wind blowing on us. So what I like to do is I like to start by going back into thinking about, well, what's been good? in the past 10 or 11 months like what's been really good and i'll take a look at what's been good personally what's been good professionally what's been good in terms of travel or you know experiences or tithing or client breakthroughs or anything like that and you just start writing out it's almost like journaling it's almost like you know getting a a nice cup of tea or a nice glass of wine and a notebook and a pen and you just start writing categories of what's good. And when you look for good, you find good. And if you look for bad, you're going to find the bad. But always start by reflecting on what's been good. What do you think of that to start? I love that, right? Because I think it sets your, if you start a process with negative thought, now when I say negative thought, not that you're thinking about negative, that thing, something bad's going to happen. If you're trying to find flaws in your life, no one's life's perfect, right? Everyone misses a mark, depending on whatever they want to achieve. But if you focus on the gains versus the gaps, it actually yep. sets us in a different mode of thought process. And you're probably going to find things that you didn't think about 
your own successes. Well, I love that. And you start talking about the gap in the game. There's a great book wrote by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan, where they wrote this because most people focus on the gap. It's here's what I didn't do in 2022. Here's what I didn't achieve. Here's the money I left on the table, the real estate deals that didn't happen. Whatever it is, we tend to focus on the negative because honestly, that's how the brain is wired. And it's wired that way to keep you safe and to keep you grounded where they want you to switch your focus from the gap to the gain. That is how much better are you? What books have you read? What podcasts like this one have you listened to? How have you tithed? How have you gone on vacation? Even if it's a staycation to give your spouse and your kids or your loved ones an experience because Tony Robbins has a great quote and you know this, but he says, what's wrong is always available, but so is what's right. And when we start focusing on what's right, we start to find what's right. But again, for the listener, I want them to do it in a framework of what personally have you done? And maybe there's some categories that you can write out, you know, travel, health, relationship. And you can also score this on a scale of one to 10, where you got to be very careful that you don't make the number you assign it good or bad or right or wrong. If you give something a four, it's an invitation for you to say, okay, what do I need to do differently to get up to a five or a six? If you give yourself a six or a seven, you say, that's great, but what would I have to do to get up to a seven or eight or tickle a nine? Mm -hmm. So I'm a big believer in doing this like as a personal inventory, a professional inventory, do it by category, rate it on a scale of one to 10, but start with finding the good. Any thoughts there? I love that. Two things I want to talk about here, Trevor, is in one is, why even reflect? Like, what's the point? Why take stock of goods, bads, ugly of the of the life, right? And, and it's probably a twenty hour conversation, a very short, concise your thought process, so that listeners can actually get motivated to reflect. That's right. So going back, and it's a great thing that you bring up because again, if we don't know why we're reflecting, what are we reflecting for? But I'm a big believer that you know, the quality of your life and my life is going to be in direct proportion to the quality of the emotions that we have, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you think about reflection, reflection takes us back to what was it that we were doing? But even more importantly for me is how did I feel doing it? Was there growth? Was there joy? Was there courage? Was there faith? Because, you know, for a high performer like you or like me, it could be quite daunting to try to always, you know, close that gap from where we are to where we want to be. And it's not in closing the gap that's important. It's how we feel about it. It's how we take it on. It's how we gamify it. It's how we, you know, leverage our resources and people like you and podcasts like this to help us navigate the journey of life personally and professionally. So reflection for me is always going back to really, it's almost like measuring your progress. You can measure it physically mentally, emotionally, financially, but I also want to take stock in what's called emotional residue. Did I do something that lit me up? Did I do something where I unleashed my creativity? Did I do something where it stretched me a little bit? Mm -hmm. Because that reflection has gotten me to where I am today. And it's really an opportunity to say, here's what I did well. Here's some things I didn't do well. Here's some things I've left on the table and maybe I can finish them before the year's out, but it also starts to set me up for success for the year that's about to come. Does that I resonate? That. Now, I think that makes sense. So I think the importance of reflection is pretty clear. Of course, there's going to be subjectivity to 
important because it is as important as you make it right if, if right. you have been conditioned to as reflection as bad it is going to be bad if you condition yourself the reflection is good is going to be good and what we're saying is make your reflection intentional it's That's not right. good it's not bad remove the subjectivity remove that emotion behind reflection itself what we're trying to focus is just reflect forget about good or bad that's exactly it it's like meditation the minute that you try to force meditation you're in trouble you want to get into what we call flow right, right. it's like a river water melts from the top of a mountain and it flows all the way till it gets to the ocean well that's how i want people to approach this not from a place of thinking too hard or grinding but really it's almost like a boat when you've been on a beautiful boat and you're mm -hmm. carving through a beautiful lake and you look back you can see the wake of where the boat has come from but the wake is nothing more than to look back and reflect on where the boat right. was and now where it is today but i like boating looking out the beautiful front of the boat looking at you know scenery and the trees and the shore and there's fish jumping and all of that yeah. because i want to go forward does that make sense it does it does uh Koshti. so then Koshti, the next step we were talking about i would like our listeners to get five specific categories there's probably 20 we can come up with i'll say some and you tell me sure. between you and i we'll come with a list of five categories that i've used for me right the yep. biggest one for me is health because if you're not healthy or if you're not striving to be healthy because no one is probably going to be in perfect health all the time but if you're not striving to be healthy why are we even living right right uh, that's our number one goal and i'm the biggest culprit of that. i think i'm probably number two on the scale of 10 for that but i'm okay with that because at least i know i'm number two I don't know. I don't and there's an opportunity, there's right? An opportunity there's an opportunity to take that north. Correct. And if I was saying I was number 10, I'm sure I'm lying to myself anyways, in any mm -hmm. of the categories, right? Let me just put the category 10 because category 10 means there's no room for improvement. So for number right. one for me is my health. The number two for me is my emotions, right? How did I feel the entire year? Uh, good, bad, the ugly. Number three for me is my relationship, relationship with yep. my with my spirit, with my family, with my friends, with my mentors, with my coaches, with everyone. Right? I'm putting a generic relationship category. The fourth yep. thing for me is my money, right? Kind of like what is, how am I doing financially? Are my goals meeting, which could mean career, it could mean business, it could mean dollar amount, whatever. Anything that we do for money is I'm putting in that category. And really the number five and it's not in the order of priority, but it is sort of because that's how the human needs are built, right? So one, the last one is contribution for me. Mm -hmm. Like how have I contributed? How have I impacted somebody else's life? Again, it can't be good or it can't be bad. These are just truth, our truths. And those truths are important because truth is the only thing that can set you free. Yeah, I love that because it really speaks to, you know, what we call your five to thrive. Right. And if the listener wants to write that down, the five to thrive is if, and on one hand, you can check in with those things. And again, there's different values, hierarchies that you can assign it, but they're all uber important. You know, I think that you're absolutely right that if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. So if you start with number one, how have you been showing up if you were to reflect in your health the last month, the last three months? But I go all the way back to the beginning of the year because it's nice to have a container to really say, you know, who was I? How did I show up with my health? What was good? And then you can always, you know, decide what you can do better. From there, the second one is truly 
your relationships. And your relationships is really how have you shown up with yourself? How have you shown up with your significant other, your children, your family, your friend, and your community, right? Because at the end of the day, the quality of your ability to relate to other people and yourself will oftentimes promote, you know, happiness and joy and all of those things. So if we've got our, you know, our health defined, we've got our relationships defined, the third of what we call the big three is usually finances, mm -hmm. right? You know, money is a benchmark. It's a tool, right? It's nothing more yeah. than did I add value either in my W-2 job or as a real estate investor or, you know, through some sort of medium where money was created as the byproduct of adding that value, right? right? And so look back at the last quarter, the last, you know, half a year, the last year, and again, rate yourself. So we call those the big three sockets. So again, health, relationships, and finances. Perfect. From there, we can wrap it up with four and five, which is really, you know, what you talk about here, and I wrote it down, is your emotional home. Mm -hmm. How did you show up emotionally? Where did you have emotional wins? Where did you have emotional breakthroughs? Kind of like you go into the Tony Robbins event, right. or did you relocate? Or did you, you know, start a new relationship or a new job or something where got that opportunity to lean into something that's new. Mm -hmm. Because again, there's an emotional residue that goes with all of this. And once you check in with that, then you can really go back to contribution. Because the right. only reason we're really here is to help ourselves and our fellow men and women go further faster. And as a high performance coach, and I know you're a high performance coach, we're here to help other people really not just be interested in contribution, be committed to it. Because at the end of the day, I really have this core belief that we're here to learn, to love, to laugh, to share, to grow, and to help other people do it. So if we wow. recap the health, the relationships, the finances, the emotional homes, and your ability to contribute, don't you think that that's worth doing to set yourself up for, you know, not only a quick review, but then to springboard all of that forward in December or January to make 2023 a breakthrough year. How would you speak to that? That is great, Trevor. Because you know, part of that is there's so many categories people can get overwhelmed, right? And there's there's probably yeah. more, right? I mean, there, there's several there's more. Way that, more. There's subcategories. You you can get lost. But I think what Trevor you're saying is what I'm saying is at least do these five. And That's if right. You want to do this 20, is the bare minimum. These are the bare minimum, yeah. right? These will get you started. And if you have never done it, even doing these five, some of us may get overwhelmed. So don't worry about making the categories perfect. That's not the goal. The goal is to get us started. And if five That's can it. get you started, great. That's it. I love that you said that because again, perfection is the enemy of execution. If you think you got to do all 30 or 40 categories, like how am I showing up as a parent? How am I showing up in tithing? Mm -hmm. How am I showing up as you know, checking in with my aging parents, right? We can really go down a rabbit hole. But if you start with these five and you find right. a good experience, you can open up to another four or five and then another four and five. But really you're doing this on purpose and with purpose in order to, you know, get better. And who doesn't want to get better? I believe right. I can help you get better. You can help me get better. And I do have a core foundational belief that we are better together, mm -hmm. right? What do you think of that? I love it. And on that note, I would also say that Invite your partners, right? Your business yeah. partner, your significant other. Yep. Depending upon what the age of your kids is, no age is a bad age. I think uh, we're doing it with our seven and nine year olds. 
Now, I don't expect them to have breakthroughs, but it's just the habit of let's just reflect. Even if they can yeah. reflect one thing out of these five and only one incident, that's giving them the muscle to start thinking about it. And also what that's so good. Is, you know what you want to see is as a family is me and Tejal are doing it Trevor, you know Tejal. So we're doing it mm-hmm. our own separate list first to try and establish our own parameters and our success and definitions are good and bad of how we scored on these for ourselves but then reflect on how far away are we from a collective family goal. Because I yep. could be heading north and she could be heading south and that relationship is not going to be a convenient relationship is going to be there's a lot, lot of push and pulls in that if we're not even moving in the same direction right we want to make sure we're at least analyzing it now if i'm moving north and she's moving south there's at least a conversation saying you know what let's pick east who cares right yeah let's pick a same direction so we're marching towards the same beat otherwise we're going to be resisting each other because my perspective is going to be very different so it's going to open up a lot of conversations I love that. And a huge props to you and Tijal and the family, but it's the same thing Lisa and I are doing with our kids because again, that is an opportunity to see who's on the same page, right. who's working with the same beliefs, the same values, the same rules. And if you are great, keep going and set another, you know, benchmark. And if you're not, it allows us an opportunity to do something we call course correcting. And course correcting isn't good. It's not bad. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's an opportunity to put it on the table. No differently than if an airplane is flying. Let's say you're flying from, you know, New York to LA, right? We know that most times yeah. with the wind and the altitude, the plane's off course, but there's these little satellites in the sky that help course correct the plane and make sure that it lands in Los Angeles. Well, you know what? We've got all these different things in podcasts and self-assessment tools, Tony Robbins events, all of these different things to help us navigate and literally give us almost like a report card, yeah. right? And I'd rather, you know, check in with my report card and my significant other and my kids than stick my head in the sand and think that everybody's okay. But I also believe in leadership. So if you are the man of the home or the woman of the home, it doesn't matter, right? It's about taking ownership yeah. and almost saying that this isn't something we're interested in doing. This is something we're committed to doing because I know it's going to make your family even better. True, true. Ma- Imagine a Thanksgiving conversation where you're not talking yeah. about politics, you're not talking about inflation, you're not talking about world sucks. Um, yeah. I'm not saying everyone will have a pleasant conversation on that, but you're basically opening up your own success report card, right? That's it. Of this is That's good. Four or five categories we're going to talk about, and hey, this is my experience. I want your feedback. The conversation after that, well, if you walk away from that, it's going to be so much more constructive and productive. that thanksgiving yep. dinner actually may turn into an enjoyment but i'm not saying or christmas that, dinner or christmas right? dinner or anything because again um this is a time of year where we reflect and it's a time of year where you know we step out of one thing and into another it's almost like you know how people make new year's resolutions right. but if you wait till december 31st at 10:00 at night to make new year's resolutions you're really cheating yourself out of doing some of this reflection over Correct. you know the final month of the year that leads up to it so that you've got the perspective to set your intentions for the new year does that resonate it does it does because i think now you've done some work otherwise you're basically That's saying right. everyone's going to gym on january 1st let me go sign up you'll never show up you know that who you are including me um but unless you've done some homework and reflection now you at least know where the gaps are and yeah. you can well, it's funny you say that imagine. 
Yeah. Did you know the statistic that by January 8th, 90% of people have already failed with their New Year's resolutions <laughs> in just seven to eight days? 90% of people? No, I did not. I'm assuming a lot of that is gym memberships. A lot of it is health. It's eating well. I'm going to curb right. the alcohol. I'm going to be kinder to my spouse. I'm going to be kinder to my kids. And then you know what happens. We're all creatures of habit. Right. And because we have more references to the past than we do the present or the future, we tend to live in the past. We tend to show up in the same state mm -hmm. with the same story, with the same standards and strategy until you do some of this reflection and you say, you know what, Socket, it's time to raise the bar. Right. Because I'll tell you this that the quality of your ability to live a better life, whatever better is for you, will be in direct proportion to the standards that you set for yourself. So if you say, well, this is a great podcast, but you know what, I'm busy, I don't have time for reflection, or I don't have time to bring it up with my spouse and my kids, maybe now would be a good time to raise your standards raise standard. and actually right. have those conversations. What do you think? I love that, right? Because I think I'm the biggest culprit. I hate it generally journaling and i hated introspection and this is going back to my college days somebody asked me sure why are you so happy i'm like because i don't ask questions to myself mm. because i'm very happy because i'm afraid inherently i was afraid what am i going to find out ignorance was bliss or i thought mm -hmm. it was bliss but ignorance was not bliss because as tony robbins says in the moments of decisions your destiny is formed it's really sure. about decisions how are we making our decisions if you don't even ask the questions what do we want and who who we are. It does have some. Yeah, I love that. Can I stack on that? Please, please. I think that you've opened up a really cool opportunity for you to realize that all questions are not created equal. Correct. If you say things like, how come I'm so broke? That's a question. Or how come I'm so fat? Mm -hmm. That's a question. Or how come I'm so lonely? That's a question formed in a negative where we can form it into a positive is, you know, what am I grateful for in terms of having right. some abundance? What am I grateful for in my body and in my temple right now? What am I grateful for when it comes to my significant other, my kids, my parents, my siblings? Because you're either in a moving away from focus or a moving towards focus. And the quality of question you start learning to ask yourself will absolutely catapult you forward because your brain will look for things that yeah. will bring you more abundance, bring you better health, bring you a better relationship. What do you think? I love that. I've lived my life for that, right? I mean, you know my story about me getting laid off. Yeah. And it's kind of funny you say that the negative versus positive, because I was asking a very positive question. Why me and why now? Right? Why is it mm -hmm. happening to me? And why is it happening to me now? I'm a good guy and all that stuff. I've never harmed anyone, at least intentionally. But until I switched the question to why not me or why not now, I did not find the answer because the why me and why now, I'm trying to blame somebody. Because yep. It's happening because of somebody else, because I'm perfect. But why not me and why not now is you're looking for an answer of what is the lesson that life's trying to teach me and how can I overcome it? You become, it's an empowering question. And I use your term, you're moving from being a victim to being a victor. The quality of the question will determine the quality of the answer. Your mind, your body, your spirit is going to give So you. good, Saka. You are spot on with that. And it's also important to realize that you never want to do this in a disempowered state. You want to really make sure that you're feeling good, you're moving your body, you're breathing, you're hydrated, feel like you're a little bit grounded. Because, you know, Tony Robbins even says that if we start to do reflection or goals 
you know, when we're in a valley, we tend to think differently right. than if we're climbing up the other side of the mountain, you know, or even up a mountain to see and, and view from a different perspective. And it's been a tough year for a lot of people. You know, it's been a lot of challenging times coming off the back of the pandemic, but I'm telling you, tough times don't last, tough people do. And it's doing this work, listening to these types of podcasts, having these dialogues with yourself and your significant other and your family and friends that really open up possibility. And that's what this is all about. It's about migrating to possibility. And I'm telling you, we've all crossed the river before. This is an old yeah. Joel Dispenza quote. Dr. Joe Dispenza says, where, you know, if you think about settlers who came to America, and I know that you came to America, but we're going to go way back that when they came and they got horses and buggies and they had to go west, they'd often come up against these roaring rivers, right? And they'd go mm -hmm. up the river and down the river trying to find a place to cross, right? But they always found a way to send logs over the river right. or put rocks down and they made it over that river and then the next one and the next one and got all the way to California. So we've all crossed the river before. There's nothing that we can't endure, right? Or nothing that is not solvable or figure outable as long as we remain defiantly committed to being a better version of ourselves. What do you think of that? Yes. I think that is the goal, right? I think if I actually reflect back on why even reflect, it's not to punish yourself. It's basically to try and figure out which areas can you improve on? What are the opportunities you for you? If you're doing better, can I do even better than that? And if you missed a mark, what can you do to improve yourself? Like the journey of improvement and progression is way more important than meeting the goal. What do they say, right? That it's not about the goal, it's about the person you become in pursuing that goal. Because you may hit the mark, you may not hit the mark. But if you're becoming a better person day by day, minute by minute, second by second, that's well, all that's that it. And that's why we talk about adopting a PQ. And for those people that don't know what a PQ is, it's a primary question. And my primary question that I use as, you know, a husband, a father, a real estate investor, a coach, a globetrotter, all the things that you know I love to do, my primary question I always ask is, am I making progress? Right. Right. Am I making progress with my wife, Lisa? Am I making progress with my kids? Am I making progress with my real estate, my clients? And I make a lot of progress because I celebrate the smallest wins on the route to the next one, right? right. And so if I'm asking a PQ, like, am I making progress? And I'm again, defiantly committed to not being just like an average person living out an average life. I mean, why would anyone want to show up just good mm -hmm. when just above good is great? Or right. why show up great when the next level is excellent? Or why show up excellent when you could get to outstanding Anything. in some yeah. of these categories? Or why even be outstanding when the top of the ladder is the word extraordinary? Mm -hmm. And if you break that word into two, it means extraordinary. So I'm always looking at ways to go from good up to great, great up to excellent, excellent up to outstanding. And outstanding, we can tickle the ivories at really extraordinary That's what are your thoughts true there? and i love that right because i don't think good or excellent gets us anywhere you have to be not in today's world not in today's the world. world is sped up so fast we've got so many things coming at us in our careers our finances our health our mm -hmm. kids our aging parents I, I always come back to all of these categories and you're either moving closer to the top of the ladder or you're climbing down the ladder 
And I think we're all here to help each other climb what I call the ladder of success. Yeah. So Trevor, I know we're hitting the time here. So a few parting comments, right? So let's, if I were to summarize it, I'll summarize it in a way that makes sense to me. And you tell me if I missed a mark there. I always think about is what we're inviting our audiences. December is the month of reflection, not just this year, not in 2022, every year, regardless of when you're listening to it. So don't come back and say, Sakit only recorded this show in 2022. That's the only year of reflection. December is a month of every moment of your life is a month is a minute to reflect, but let's make it more intentional at least every December to reflect what has happened throughout the year. And the purpose of reflection is not to beat yourself down, not to pat yourself on the back, right? Because you've already done it. Or if something good has happened to your life, you know, you've celebrated already. And if something bad has happened in your life, you know, you've missed a mark. You've already cursed the whole universe for that. So it's not about that anymore. It's about putting an account, right? Just an accounting ledger, just like, Businesses close books, or you do for your tax account is basically taking account of where you are in different categories. The five categories we talked about is your health, your wealth, your relationships, your emotions, and your contribution. At least the five. If you have more than five, great. But at least two in this five. And if you only have one aspect of things in the, each of these categories, that's okay. Don't make process harder than what it is. The process is there yep. to help, not to be a roadblock, right? So make the process your own, follow it. The simplest way is three-column approach. Write the column one as category. Column two is what am I happy with? Column three is what did I miss the mark? That's it. If you can just do that piece for each of these five categories, that'll be a great start. But now the next step from there is, okay, I have the list. I feel shitty. What do I do now? Right? Because that emotional state may come. So Trevor, as a parting comment, could you help us, our listeners, to try to figure out how do they bridge the gap? I know there's going to be other sessions that we'll record where we're going to do yep. more deeper into it, but as a first glimpse into it so that we don't lose, we don't leave anybody hanging. At least we give them a hope that there's a part two. Come. Yeah. Well, I love speaking to this because again, nothing's easy and there's things that we haven't tried or haven't learned or we make mistakes and all of that. So first of all, remember you're human and give yourself what I call space for grace, but also remember that you know, what's wrong is always available, but so is what's right. And that there is no failure. There's only feedback. And if you're alive, you're probably getting a lot of feedback on what's not working. But every time we discover that this doesn't work, it gives us an opportunity to move into, well, what might work? What could work? What could I shift? Who do I need to be? How do I need to show up differently? Right? And all of these things. But I also have a core belief that if you're going to celebrate all the good in your life, when you do this reflection, you better be ready to celebrate the not so good mm -hmm. because that's how the universe gets our attention to get us to step up and play a bigger game and find mentors and coaches and role models and great podcast hosts like you to help us elevate our emotions and see that, you know what, the sun is shining behind every dark cloud. And this is work that I will say that you don't have to do, you get to do, right? right? There's a big difference in my book between thinking, oh, I got to sit down and journal versus I have to do it versus I get to do it. Right. So there's a few sound bites in there that I think if the listener really thinks about, you know, what resonated with them and what landed with them, they can stand on those steps and start climbing up the next steps with this entire process. No, I love that process, Trevor. I think I follow that process myself now since I've met you. So I think what I would tell our listeners is, 
don't consider this process as good or bad, right? I would find a circle of friends. I would find circle of folks who are genuinely interested in your well-being. It could be family, it could be a spouse, it could be a partner, or it could be outside your friends, right? It could be somebody. Uh, I'm sure in your life you have somebody, and if not, ping me. I'll be that partner with you. Right? That's not a problem at all. Find somebody that you're sharing with and encourage them to share theirs. Right? Yes. What happens is. Until you both become vulnerable about your goods and bads, the other person is going to have that wall, right? Someone's got to start yeah. breaking that wall. If you break your wall, the other person's wall is going to break up as well. And that wall is very, the breaking of that wall is very important because that's when you start giving you feedback going forward. We're not focusing on what has happened in the past. Past is just a feedback because we want right. to craft, as the name of the show, Migrate to Wealth, which is Intentional Transformation. We're looking in the rear mirror, not to drive by looking in there, just to get some feedback. We get that so, feedback, then we forget about it. And then we figure out what's going to be the intentional moves we're going to do going forward. That's it. Love it. And you really, really put an exclamation mark on it. Because again, I believe that, you know what, we're all better together. That is vulnerability is a superpower. And the more vulnerable you are in your share, You'll start to see that other people will let those walls come down. You'll see that you're human just like they're human. We put our pants on one leg at a time. You do too. And I think that, you know what, again, we're better together and saying, all right, where can we go from here? What's possible? How can I access more courage, more optimism, more gamification, more planning, more brainstorming, more JVing, whatever it is, I'm telling you for the committed, there's always a way. Trevor, on that high note, my friend, thank you again for coming on the show. I do encourage listeners, depending on which episode you watched, if you have not listened to episode one with Trevor, there are a lot of good things that's going to help you while you're reflecting on this process anyways. And if you have heard it, great. Maybe you want to re-listen to it. Uh, with, on that note, Trevor, thank you again for taking the time. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on and keep up the great work. And I can't wait to keep dropping by and, you know, sharing a lot of this with the listeners. You know, you're going to be regular here. You know that. You're signed up for it already. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's starting to show that way. But again, I want to give you huge credit and I uh, love your vulnerability. I love your storytelling and your shares. And again, folks, um, you know, what happens happens to all of us. So again, I want to thank you for your time and appreciate you uh, having me on. All right, sir. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. If you got value from this episode, you might consider sharing this content with a friend. But most importantly, be sure to take action on what you've learned. One way you can take the next step is to connect directly with Socket on an investor call. That link is waiting for you in the show notes below. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your own advisors when making any investment decisions. Keep listening. We'll see you on the next episode.